Hello and welcome to another edition of the SGR Coffee Break. Yes, I am back home. Yay! Which means I can finally play The Division. Yay! I wasn't even home for five minutes before I fired up my PS4 and got that bitch bought and downloading. Uh, you know, you could have uh, done that from where you were. I could have, except for I unplug, like, all of my desk stuff. I unplug it all, and then the TV and stuff gets unplugged, too. So that way, if there's any sort of, like, power surges or whatever, I don't have to worry about, you know, blowing stuff up. So You're paranoid. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. And just like that, the recycling guy shows up. Congratulations. Well, you know. Timing. But you also have a new headset. I do have a new headset. No more. I actually got home and like plugged it in because after our podcast last week, that morning or Friday morning, I woke up. I was like, okay, was it VC causing the problem? Was it OBS causing the problem? Because like Blake and I had a quick Skype call uh, before the podcast actually to go over some of his review. And uh, he didn't bring up any like your mic is crackling and all that. So. Uh, anyway, fired up my, uh, opened up windows, listened back, and it was just like, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so it wasn't any of those. So I thought maybe it was the laptop. Maybe the laptop was going bad. Got home, plugged it into my computer at home. Yeah, mic was just completely out. Just nothing. So apparently some part of the wire and the microphone part just broke. Yeah. No, I, the headphones still work, so... I, they're sitting over there because when I'm using my PS4, uh, I'll actually watch a stream and all that other jazz. What's nice about this one, though, is that it's all USB, so I just plug it into my PS4 now, and I can use this as a PS4 headset, too. Oh, does it, does it use, can it use the mic as well? Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, you plug it into the PS4 and go to the audio devices, and it automatically will switch over to USB device, so... Way to go, PS4. Apparently, it does the same thing on Xbox One, but, you know, the only time I turn my Xbox One on is to... Except for the mic part. You have to use their... Stupid thing. Proprietary thing. Because that's what they had with the Xbox 360. Like, my, my Turtle Beach headset, like, it has an extra cord that would go from, you know, the headset to the uh, Xbox 360 controller, so I could, I could use the mic, which is why I couldn't use that headset for the PS3, because that worked with uh, Bluetooth or USB. Come on, companies. Let's just make this all unified. So that way we can just use whatever. whatever. I don't know. Like, the USB thing, I think, is the way to go. Like, my PS4 headset is, is a, it's a wireless USB. And uh, it, it's great. Yeah. I usually don't like USB headsets because I like, you know, my sound card that's on my computer because I can adjust all that. But... For ease of use, this works out really well. And they're actually pretty decent, except for this giant frickin' rainbow I have going on over my head. I feel like I should dangle, like, some Lego toys or something off of that. It's ridiculous. Well, you should. You can decorate it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is not a headset podcast. Well, it is, because we're using headsets, but we're not here to talk about headsets. No. In fact, we have a pretty decent conversation to talk about today. And, uh, yeah, uh, Microsoft announced, I think it was this week, I'm losing track of my days, they announced this week that they are, for their ID Xbox program, which is their tools for uh, indie developers, they want to not only give them the tools to make, to make their products for both, compatible for both Xbox One and for Windows, but also open up the doors for cross-network play, meaning... Not just Windows, but Steam and possibly PS4. Of course, it's up to the developers, and it's also up to Sony. I don't think Steam cares one way or the other. Um, uh, Rocket League is already, uh, they're on board. They've already gotten it through Steam, so pretty soon you'll be able to play Rocket League on Xbox One with your Xbox One friends your Steam friends, your uh, Windows 10 friends, and they have all, and the Rocket League has said, hey, this the ball is in Sony's court. And to be honest, I think it'd be stupid for Sony to not be willing to open it up. Yeah. So, our topic this week is actually cross-platforming. Cross-platform play. And, uh, yeah, a friend and I actually started talking about this this morning because we were talking about The Division, and he brought up... Um, how 
because I mean we're all adults now. Well, most of us are adults, whatever. Uh, but all my friends, I mean, we're all adults. Most of them have kids now. So like adulthood, taking care of parenting and all that. So being able to play with friends becomes a little bit of a pain in the ass because you pretty much got to try to schedule that, right? And you got to hope oh, yeah. that your schedules all work out. It's not as easy as it used to be. And uh, he was talking about how, you know, he kind of misses, he wishes that um, on Destiny that, you know, because he's got friends that are playing on Xbox One and now he's playing on PS4. And it would be great if these two get, if the two systems would actually allow people to play together. And I was like, you know, that is really stupid because I remember last week when I was in Nebraska, I really wanted to play The Division. But Ubisoft is like you create your character on the PS4. So you get your PS4 character, you get a 360 or an Xbox One character mm -hmm. and you get your PC character. And I was like, this is we're all connecting to the Ubisoft server. So it's I mean, how hard is it for them to go? OK, here's your character. Have fun. Square Square does it with Final Fantasy 14. You make a character on PS4 and you can play it on PC. I think that um, Valve did it as well for Portal 2 between PS3 and PC. Um, yeah. Because they connected Steam with the PS3 so that people, when you played co-op with Portal 2, you could play between PS3 and PC. So this has been going on for a while. Yeah, and Capcom with uh, Street Fighter V, uh, you could actually see if they're playing on PC or PS4. Oh, I didn't know that they were cross-play. Yeah cross-platform okay that's very and, cool in, in fact um i saw a couple people yesterday complaining about that because the matchmaking i guess takes longer because it's actually searching that breadth of uh, oh boo fucking who but uh well it takes them like five to ten minutes now to try to find a match whereas if the, i guess if they if you're on ps4 if you you have the option to actually turn off looking for pc opponents and I guess it's only on ranked matches. If you just let it go and do whatever, casual and ranked at the same time, you guess you get, anyway. Uh, but Capcom does that, right? So you got PS4 and PC players working to get, playing together. Uh, you got Final Fantasy XIV, where you have no idea what platform they're playing on, but you know, mm -hmm. you're playing, they just took that massive horde of people and just dumped them into the one pool. And you know, it's like, why can't, with all these games now requiring us to be online, now we're starting to see a lot more stuff where we're connecting to company servers, Division, uh, um, Destiny, even GTA. You play GTA online. You know, you're connecting to these servers. So why is it, if we're already connecting to that server, what is so hard for them to be like, okay, well, here's your player pool, have fun. And the only- and, But I don't know if it's about difficulty or if it's about, Sony Microsoft going no nope, because well, they want people on their platform not to share. The the other thing that I kind of came up with is because uh, we were talking Destiny at the time we were actually talking everything, but Destiny was an easy one because Destiny had PS4. Sony has an exclusivity deal with Bungie, mm -hmm. where PS4 users get like one strike and a couple weapons a year before Xbox One users get it, and that's where where we saw. Um, when the Taken King came out and uh, Xbox users finally got to have, I think it was the Gallerhorn and something else. And everybody's like, Oh, Hey, look, you finally get to play it. And then a week later they nerfed it. So yay, good on you. So I was kind of thinking maybe that has something to do with it. But at the same point, it's like, you don't have to allow X, you know, if you're having that exclusivity part, it's not like Xbox users are going to be able to get that, but just being able to allow players to join in, you know, if you're doing, cause the raids are all the same. Uh, there's no exclusive raid content on the PS4. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the... I think Xbox has an exclusivity deal for the Division. For the Division, yes. They get... Uh, they get the DLC a month ahead of PS4 people. I think that sounds right. And does that work with the, on the... Like, is it just for Xbox One or do PC people get that too? PC is not, it's not a Windows 10 game. So that's through Uplay. So, no. 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 So, I mean, Rocket like take Rocket League. Everybody's connecting. I mean, you can play it solo or couch co-op. Yay, finally, couch co-op on a game. Uh, but when you're playing online, right, you're connecting to servers. How hard is it really to 
allow people to mm -hmm. play these. And then the other aspect is, is I really wish that if we're connecting to your server and it would probably sell, some people like me would probably buy your game twice, just that way we could have it to be able to play on different platforms. So, you know, when I'm traveling and if I want to play the division, which my laptop can run it, it won't run great, but it will run it. You know, at least then when I'm on the road, I could keep playing a game that I'm currently addicted to. With the have, same people? With the same people, have my same character, keep working on that progress, get to level 30, start working on Dark Zone rank. At, at this point, come on, man. If you're forcing us all to be online, allow us to at least play with uh, you know, all of our friends, regardless of what platform they're on. It's kind of reminiscent of MMOs, where you know, back in the day it was you would create a character on a server and then you'd find out your friends were on a different server so then you'd go roll another character on their server so you could play with them then they leave and you may find some new friends they're like oh I'm not on that server i'm on this server so mm -hmm. somebody's got to re-roll it just guild wars does it so well where you know you just transfer servers and you're actually i think friends. final fantasy lets you transfer servers too oh do they i didn't know that yeah because i was i think one day i got lost in the whole mog center trying to figure something out and it talked about how to transfer i think you can only do it once oh that's a character transfer uh, on no Gil it was it? it was actually server it mentioned server hmm. you know because i saw the character transfer too because like from ps3 to ps4 i think i saw that but you know anyway. i don't it's been so long since i i even looked at that yeah anyway oh you know it would be nice if Sony and Microsoft could actually work together. The thing is, Microsoft seems willing, and I think it's one of those situations where, once again, you know, when they're coming from behind, whereas, you know, if we're back in the last console generation, we might see Sony being the one begging right. for the cross-platform, and Microsoft being like, why? We got everybody over here. What, what's the point? So, and then you have Nintendo. But I think the cool thing about having that is, is this is a that way people wouldn't be like, well, what are you getting it on? I'll get it on that too. That way you can get it on your personal platform of choice. Because some people, they might like the Xbox One controller better than the PS4, or they just prefer the Xbox One platform better, or they prefer the PS4 um, connectivity better. You know, something. Instead of making people choose, you know. Yeah. Or making them, like, I mean. Or making them play on a, you know, making play on a platform they don't prefer. Yeah. Like, I think Ross would love to play The Division on PC, but since we're all playing on PS4, that's what he ended up doing. Yeah. And after watching streams last week, I was like, I really want this on PC just because it looks a little bit better and runs a little bit smoother. But ultimately, I got it on PS4, and it's not bad in any sort of way. I, well, what I said in my review is that this is probably the most beautiful photorealism game I've ever seen on a console. So I can't imagine what this would look like on PC. Yeah, the stuff that I was seeing, it was it was fantastic. I mean, they they're still similar, but there's just a little, there's you know it's a PC, so mm -hmm. you get a little oh, bit, yeah. there's some a little sharper. Sharper runs a little bit. It's not as janky when you're doing turns. I can say that at least when I was playing, I didn't have all the weird loading lag that was happening with some people last week. So. You know, I have not had, with The Division, any of the issues people have complained about since day one. I've never had people ruining stuff in safe houses. I have never seen the line in front of a laptop. Yeah, when um, I started playing, my brothers were like, oh, so you're getting to that line part for the laptop. And I was like, what What line? I'm already out of the safe house. I don't, what, what, what line am I? I was like, okay, so when do I get to this line that everybody, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And everyone's like, oh, you just got lucky. I'm like, well, you could say that, but, you know, I played it the night it released, had no server issues then. The worst I've had is I've gotten to a queue, which took a whole, maybe an extra minute yeah, that's to load. I, during heavy times, um, I'm usually like position 400 or something like that, and it takes all of a couple of seconds to get through that. But Yeah, it doesn't take, I think the longest I waited is a minute, because I was like 800. Whereas this was like, you know, when the game just released. Um, but I, and I, I've never had connectivity drops. Um, I did play with severe lag, but that was not their fault. It was the way I was trying to play. And I don't recommend that at all. <laughs> that was not pleasant. 
You know? That was that was freaking awful. And I actually threw a controller. I said, I can't do this anymore. And Sean, he ran off. He... <laughs> we have the most tacky thing going on. I don't know if you can see it above the door here. You see that white? Yeah. That's a that, that's Cat 5. It was over there and is going down the stairs. Because I played downstairs so I could watch the kids because he had to work. And playing in the wireless, like like I've said this before, we have this weird thing in the house with the internet, with the wireless. And I was getting like, I think, I think I was uploading like a few thousand KBS. It wasn't even MBS, it was KBS. So when we uh, hooked up the, uh, the wired, the level I was playing that took me an hour to get halfway through I completed the entire thing without dying in 10 minutes. And it was mainly because now, because at that point I had the script down. I knew exactly where they were coming from, who was coming. I actually knew how to exploit some of their stuff. But regardless, but, but when it happened was over, I turned to Sean. I was like, so I don't suck at this. <laughs> it was just the lag. Because it'd be one of those things like I would die. I'm like, what, what even killed me? I have no idea what, what, what killed me. And it's like, you were on fire. I'm like, by what? And then a minute later, you would see me on fire. I'm like, oh, so, you know, I can't protect that when I don't even see the fire coming. Yeah. Oh, or the melee guys that would just, you know, I would dive roll away from them. But they hit me anyway with the axe because the lag, because it just didn't, you know, the, my perception and the game's perception were like two minutes behind. So. Oh, surfers. Anyway. I'm like, okay. So like, I, I was ready to be really pissed. Like, okay, apparently I suck at this and I need help getting in. And then when we changed the internet setting, like, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just <sighs> don't play an MMO when you got any sort of lag. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't play shooters either. That's the other thing. Yeah, for cross-platform, there's always been this debate. What's better? Mouse and keyboard for shooters or controllers? You know, it, it's if, preference. I, I it yes, it is. But now you could actually put some of those fucking trolls that are like, oh, mouse and keyboard is better than keyboard or controller. You, mm -hmm. If we had cross play, you know, like in Call of Duty, you could actually put up a whole. You could actually almost make this like an esport event. Have one team be all controllers and one team be mouse and keyboard users, and just throw them in like a Friday night exhibition, and just see what the hell happens. Just throw them in. You can do that now with the PC. You know, make <laughs> half of them do uh, mouse and keyboard, another half do Xbox 360 controllers. You know, it. Um, <clears throat> my first real experience with first person was Portal, and I played it on the 360, and I just could not move the analog stick fast enough to get her to aim down. Like when you're trying to, you know, portal stuff through, and then as you're falling, make another portal so that you shoot yourself out mm -hmm. so you can go further. And I just physically, I just could not do it. And so I tried it on PC because I was like, well, if you're in trouble with that, just try it on PC. And the mouse just made it so much easier to do the quick turn. Now, I've also tried to play, so I was like, so I understood that. But I've also tried to play first-person shooters with the mouse and I cannot get my mouse sensitivity correct for me. It's just like I take it a little bit, it's like, Phew! or it's just way too slow. And I think it's just practice. Like, whereas with the controller, I'm like, I can see where the precision would be with the mouse because, you know, you see the pointer, you see exactly where to click and all that. But with the controller, if you just get used to that, that's where your, uh, that's where your muscle memory is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to beat either side because I suck at these things. But you know, but my preference would be a controller over a uh, over a mouse. Oh yeah, I I know a lot. Of, it's anyway. There's a lot of bashing of people that play on PC and then use a controller. I'm just like, play what's comfortable. Enjoy it. Well, it's you know, that's game. that's that's just you know <laughs> an example of elitism coming in and. You know, the, the PC reviews for The Division are coming in, and they're much lower than for the for the console reviews. And from what I've been reading, it's because, well, you know, seriously, Ubisoft does not do good PC ports. I don't know why this shocks anybody. They just don't. They try. They really do. But they don't. And secondly, the um, Dark Zone has already been hacked to shit. 
And that's what you do in PC. I mean, that's why on Call of Duty you get, like, maybe one free week of playing the multiplayer without it being hacked to death. And then the next time, then the next week you go in and there's these drones that have been hacked with bombs that will just fly in and find you. Like, I don't get what the fun is in that. But other other people do because it, it continues and they can't stop all of it. They just I, can't. That does bring an interesting point for the uh, cross-platforming for... Uh... You know, having PC people playing with console people mm. is that aimbots. You know, there's a big thing on the CS:GO stuff is you know aimbotting and uh, leg switching and all that. And leg switching happens regardless of what you're playing on. But uh, mm-hmm. aimbots in particular, those are so prevalent on a lot of first-person shooters now. Uh, like you know, just like I said, CS:GO. That uh, if you allow that, all suddenly the console people are at a disadvantage because. You know, you got somebody cheating on one side mm-hmm. and kicking the ass of somebody that because you can't put an aimbot on a PS4 or an Xbox. Well, one, isn't so. aimbotting considered cheating anyway? Yeah, but people still do it, uh, and it, you know, Valve is pretty good at going through and kind of cleaning house on some of those cheaters. But you know, it's one of those things that if we were to have that cross-platforming, how is that going to start? Because now all of a sudden you're going to start making a bunch of console people really mad because you've clearly got cheaters. Or if you take that away, like if you really click on the PC, then they're going to start screaming like what they already did. Because one of the first comments I got when I posted my news article about, you know, Microsoft wanting to open it up to other platforms, they're like, they're like, no, we don't want this because all you're doing is bringing the dumbed down console shit to PCs. I'm like, okay, I don't understand what is dumbed down. I don't, I, I don't get it. Maybe it's because of the lack of customization. Is that what it is? But I, I don't I, know. I, yeah, that's a hard one to because, I mean, if you're gonna put a game on PC, right? You're, I mean, I'm gonna guess that you're still allowing people to have all that customization and controls and all that jazz. I mean, I know we keep coming back to the division, but it's a really good one right now because it's out right now, and you know, on PC, there's a lot more graphical tweaks that you can do. There's you can either play it with a gamepad or you can play it with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, I, you know, the one thing that I could almost see maybe being an issue too would be how do you report somebody? You know, if you're, right. if, if you're on PS4 and you're getting griefed by somebody on PC, but they're playing on steam, you know, all suddenly are they, now you got to start figuring out, I guess we've had to start figuring out how does steam start sending user IDs over to the PSN. So that way if you get, if you want to file a report because somebody's truly being a toxic player, how would you handle that? How do you do that? That's, yeah, that's valid because you need to be able to do that. Otherwise, you're going to have a whole bunch of uh, PC or or even Xbox One people just like you know, like you know, doing fanboy turf war thing because they know they can get away with it. Yeah, and I'm trying to think about how Capcom handles that, but I know that when you're, uh, I know for the rage quitting right now, they're working on that. They can't even figure out how to stop rage quitting. So they're probably not the best person to look at for grieving it. How do you even grief in? Well, it, it, for Street Fighter Five, it would just be the rage quitting. But on that one, it's because right now, you know, because Capcom is allowing people to play on PS4 and they're able to fight people on PC and they all have their IDs up at the top. I'm guessing if you were to report somebody that would go to Capcom because you're reporting it based off of whatever the ID is that they came in. I don't even know if there is the a reporting system. I don't think there is either, but I'm just working through some mm-hmm. situations in my head like you know how would you do that but at the end i would still it, to me i would still love it because it just opens up the player base so much more you know if microsoft and sony were to actually get together and be like okay hey look this is how it's going to work and i get that some of this is all on developers ends too because if you look at again capcom you know they made it so that way pc and ps4 people can fight against each other and You've got Square allowing people to roam mm-hmm. around their virtual world together. Uh, Rocket League is still locked down, though, right? It's still, it's if you're on PC, it you're on still PC. Is. I think Rocket League, you can go to Steam, Xbox, Windows 10, and Steam. I guess the only way that you can do it, like reporting the griefing, is that you'd have to make the developers or the publishers take on a stronger role with that. Like... Square Enix, you would make your reports to Square Enix because they're the ones that are maintaining servers. They're the ones that you're paying your $15 a month to. Yeah. So they would be the, and you'd report it by the character name and then they would be able to be able to find the ID and do it. Cause you also have to have a Square Enix ID. 
That's how they do it. So either we would have to have a whole bunch of like Ubisoft to do it by your Uplay ID, which is a possibility, yeah. or EA with their with your um, what's it called Origin ID. Um, but or the other problem with that is like how many IDs we're all gonna have. Am I gonna have to have like you know my little table in front of me, all twenty? <laughs> You know, granted, that might all be the same for me, which is, you know, which if I get hacked one, then I have to change like all twenty of them. But you got that real, you got that reality as well. Yeah. Oh, I. You know, I, I still. I, would I think really... what we're saying is it's a good idea, but we don't have all the answers to make it work. Yeah, because, I mean, to for me, I can see the greatness in it, right? Because it just opens up that, that player base. You get a lot more people to play with. And like you had pointed, alluded to earlier, you don't have that debate. What platform do I buy it on? Do I have to buy the game twice? You know, because mm-hmm. I want to play it on one, I, I, my main preference is one system, but all my friends are playing on another system, mm-hmm. which then means I have to work on two characters and because, you know, whatever. E- even, you don't even have to take the division. If you're looking at Street Fighter V and you got a rank on one system, and if they didn't have that, that PC, PS4 connectivity, you know, mm-hmm. some of your friends are playing on PS4, so you got to rank up on PS4, and then you want to play on PC because that's more your preference. And now you got to work on that character again, right? you got to work on your rank right. and that. So. Well, it's the same thing with Mortal Kombat 10, you know, you can't, or Mortal Kombat X, you can't play with Right, you can't do that. PC. Well, PC's pretty much been... Yeah, kicked to the door. Yeah, uh, but you can't play with your Xbox One friends on Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. It's just, I get that there's going to be some nuances, like, you know, how do you handle the reporting? Uh, if you're going to allow PC people in, how do you handle cheaters? Mm-hmm. But at the same point, just being able to play with friends regardless of what they're playing on, being like, hey, look, I'm going to be on at this time. Everybody gets on. Doesn't really matter what they're playing on. Everybody just gets on, has a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're playing something that has progression, your character follows you regardless of what you're. Maybe it would actually unify us as gamers a little bit more, less of the fanboy mentality. I, you know that that would be so nice. You'd still I mean, have... there'd still be some, yeah, but, but maybe it wouldn't be as. Close. Yeah, because you know, not mm-hmm. now everybody can play on their platform of choice, and everybody can just have a good time playing games with each other. It's a win. It's a win for like everybody because we all just get to play games. I and mean, you can check your fanboy. I mean, there, it's still gonna be like Ford versus Chevy. I mean, you know, whatever. But <sighs> it would be nice to see this come to fruition in the next couple of years to actually see a lot more cross-platforming kind of going on. It'd be great. Notice that nobody's talking to Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Nintendo. Nintendo's going to be like, no, no, no. We all have to give everybody a number. You can't, you can't just let them have whatever unique name they want. No, you get well, they kind of have the Nintendo IDs now. Yeah, they're getting there. Which you can't put on more than one 3DS. I'm still pissed about this because I want to use both of my 3DSs. And I want to put my network ID on my son's 3DS so that I can share with him some games I've already bought. Oh, Nintendo, you were so good at one point. Because I would like, because he, it's getting to the point where he can get his very first Pokemon game. And I thought it'd be fun to get him, like, Pokemon Red, because that just came out. But I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to sign him up for his own Nintendo Network ID and put a credit card. No, that's not happening. Although, you know, if you allowed cross-platform onto Nintendo, let's say Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony all were like, fuck it, let's just do it. Let it. I wonder if that would actually start driving some developers to maybe actually go on it. I mean, you still have to push, you know, system sales, but. Oh, I think that publishers, I think developers aren't developing for Nintendo until the next system comes out. Yeah, the NX. But... Although it's been revealed at GDC that the main, the big developers know nothing about the NX, so it sounds like the launch lineup will be just Nintendo games, which is what the problem Nintendo's had with the Wii U. Yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, on the Wii U, it seems like most of their games are primarily single player. I mean, you got like Splatoon where it's multiplayer, but mm-hmm. I think Nintendo's more the... Oh, and Mario Maker. Well, I mean, that's oh. a share. Yeah, it's 
make your level and then upload it. I don't know. Man, I just keep saying it'd be great in one aspect, but there's obviously a lot of things that would that still need to be. And we're only scratching the surface of it. I'm sure that we're there's a lot of other things that we would have to deal with. I mean, you got exclusivity deals. I mean, how do you lock that out so that way players still feel like they're able to have fun cross platform, mm-hmm. but you know, you're looking at that it's like going back to Destiny, you're looking at that guy that has that one weapon that PS4 gets and you're like where did you get that? Well, it's... with the weapon thing, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. It's the extra leveling content, like yeah, the extra they... strike. I mean, how do you like if you're in a party? How do you keep them just... out of that? Yeah, so I could see that. This is why exclusivity deals are kind of shit, but whatever. But I understand why they have them. People yeah. are just trying to do what they can to get ahead and stay alive. Yep. So it's, it's all about crazy, the money. Crazy world. It's it is all about the money. So, I mean, Sony forked out a lot of money for Bungie, and obviously uh, Microsoft forked out a good hefty amount of money for Ubisoft, so it's just the way it is. It's what we got to deal with now, so. But hey, who knows? Maybe tomorrow we'll get a thing that says Microsoft and Sony came to an agreement, and finally, in the next year, we'll all be playing together and having fun. But that's all speculation. It'd be great. I'm not counting on it. Yeah, (laughs) don't hold your breath. Please don't hold your breath. I don't want to be responsible for you suffocating yourself. Just open your mouth and breathe. Just, just you know, just let it be. <sighs> and play what makes you happy. Yes. Play what makes you happy on a system that you enjoy and yes. fuck the rest of it. Just enjoy what you're doing. So, speaking of what playing, Carrie, I'm assuming you played some games this week. Within the last week. Yeah. I have, um, I have not played enough Division. Like, Seriously, like, I, I kind of want to take off the rest of this week and next week of work to just play The Division. It is a good time. It is a good time. And as we were talking about earlier, like last week, so we've both been playing The Division. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's just get this whole thing out of but the way. But we can't talk about it too much because yeah, that is going to be our book of the month. It is. Uh, I can say that in my experience, I haven't really seen any of the freezing that I saw on the Xbox One players that they were doing. So they would have... I have seen some weird graphical glitches. Yeah, I've had some pop ins. I haven't seen the pop ins, but I've had some weird things where, like, I was playing with my friend Eric, and there was this wall. And when I walked past it, I noticed that this white mark on it disappeared. And then I backed up, and then it was there. And I moved, and it was gone. I was like, Eric, look at this wall. Are you seeing this? And so he and I were moving back and forth, and it would be like half and half. Like, it was, there was that. And there was one guy who was totally frozen in place, which we got a screenshot of that. And one guy who actually fell through the stairs. Uh, but, you know, those things you just expect. And yeah, I've had dogs come out, like, with missing parts of, tech, like, textures missing. So it's like... Oh, I haven't had that. You have part of a rib here. There's, there's like, stage over here. A little bit of fur down here. A little bit of stage over... It's it's really odd. It was, it was like, okay. And then, like you did, I, I back... So it catches you off guard when you see that weird shit. Mm-hmm. So I backed up and came back, and the game was like, oh, let me finish loading that up for you. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I guess we have some Although weird... Eric had something similar where we were in a room, and I think it was like a little engine, and he said that the casing didn't pop in, but just the gears did. He said it took a while for the casing to some... He was just like, is it supposed to be stripped like that? And then the casing popped in. She was describing it to me. I was like, okay, that's kind of awesome that they had all those textures underneath the casing. Oh, it's, it's so good. But, uh, I mean, I've usually, as people get out of work, obviously, is when the queue times start happening. Yesterday I played at lunch, got right into the game. That was fine. Mm-hmm. During uh, the day, I never have a problem. But uh, the, the biggest thing that I heard last week, and you and I talked about this a little bit earlier, was that like the game is lacking in story? Like everybody was saying, "Oh, the story shit. Don't worry about it." And if you're just going through the main story, it's, I mean, it's just kind of strung along. It's basically just there to get you from point A to point B, to point C to point D to all that. But if you actually go around the world and start looking for all the little collectibles, the cell phones, the laptops, the echoes, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you find out that this game has some pretty. Decent, it has a pretty decent story as far as all the, you know, getting you to kind of see what happened. It also really does a lot at showing just how shitty humans can be to one another. Just, yes. 
Well, the way I explained it was that no, it doesn't have a deep story, but it's the story is in the setting. It's the environment. You are called in to try to bring order to this absolute chaos. So that is the story. There is no deeper thing. You're not trying to find your missing child, which I think if you did a Fallout 4 thing to it, because like Eric and I were talking about that too, where we agreed that Fallout doesn't need that deeper story either. The story is the post-apocalyptic setting. And he said he hated the story of Fallout 4 because he's like, it was just kind of forced in there and you never once do feel the pressure you know, we do with the story. And what we liked about Division is that they didn't shoehorn something else like that in there. That th this, you know, you're there on a job. This is what you do. Um, the environment is where, is where the story is. And, um, you know, and it's more than what I could get out of people. Like, what's the story of Destiny? And they're like, well. Have you read the wiki? Have you yeah, read the wiki? Yeah, see, you shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, but like you, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm sad that I didn't get to play it last week. I'm going to correct that. I'm actually probably going back out to Nebraska again next week for a quick short stint because I then leave the week afterwards for a big photo trip. But trying to set up the Nebraska offices of Christmas photography. Nebraska. Mm. Yeah, Nebraska. But, uh, you know, I've, I've actually, I have been very much enjoying it. It is, I, the only ask, the only slight complaint I have at it at, at this current moment, I'm only level 10, uh, and I don't even know how many hours I've logged in it. I pretty much played all day yesterday because I was just like, screw mm -hmm. this, I don't want to do anything today. You've probably spent more hours than you think you have. Yeah, probably, because I spent all day yesterday in it. I spent, what was yesterday? Because this is one of those games where three hours would go in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Uh, the only complaint I have so far is I actually have two. One is the game always going, "Hey, your weapons are shit," and I'm like, "Hey, drop yes. some better weapons." <laughs> yes, I I realize that I'm three levels above my weapon, but you haven't given yes. me anything. Well, sometimes my below level weapons have a better DPS or better stats than my than yeah. the weapons for my current level. So yeah, the, screw the, you. It's like the perks on this one are way nicer. I tried yes. using this other weapon. It sucked. It didn't work out for me. It's kind of like when you get those weapons that heal you or something, you know, you right, kind of right. like those heals. Uh, the one aspect that I, I have been finding that gets a little old is it feels a little heavier on the RPG side than what I it, care for. And by that, I mean, it just, it, the, the shooting aspect of it, the cover shooter, the looting, that's all pretty fun. But like, Coming up on enemies that are just super bullet sponges, I understand that mm -hmm. you're trying to make it longevity and all that, but at some point it was just like, come on. Why is this? I'm four levels above this level five guy. I just shot him in the head, and I'm still having to sh Come on. I understand that you want me to get level 30 weapons to kill these people, but... Uh, are you talking about, like, the yellow or the purple? Yeah. Well... I mean, I get that they're armor, but at some point I'm just like, okay. And I also understand that they're... You can definitely tell that they're like, let's make this a team-based game. The thing that made Destiny work out so well in this aspect was that players were all just running around the world, and I get that you don't want to do that here because everybody's fighting the same for the same boss and all this other jazz. But at least when you were trying to work on something that was a little bit harder than you could handle, at least people were able to, like, you know, random players were running around and everybody mm. would kind of team up and do that. Now you have to either open up your lobbies, that way any random person can join you, which then sucks because if you get a level 30 in there, apparently the game adjusts for the level 30 person, boosts you up to it, but it still means that you're taking the one-shot death because you're really level 7 in a level 30 world that the game just artificially inflated you to. Or, you know, try to find people to play with or just struggle, bust it out. So, Or you can grind. Or you just grind. That's what I've been doing. I've Which just, is, that's what I do. There's more than enough to go around to grind with. Oh, uh, it's, I, I think I played most of the day yesterday and only touched two actual like main missions and just did all oh, yeah, the side you, missions. Cause and, you find the side missions or the random encounters or yeah. you just find random assholes in the middle of the street. So, so I think there's I'm, plenty to do. I do believe I'm done trying to find collectibles at this point though, because finding those collectibles for 300 XP 
isn't worth a damn when I can go do a couple side missions and get, you know, a couple thousand XP, so... Here's, I think a, I'm... here's a trick. When you clear out a region of the encounters and side missions, all the collectibles pop up on your map. Oh, well then, fuck that. I'll just start doing that. But, we've both been playing Division. What level yep. are you? 17? Holy shit. Got a long way to go. I got some more grinding to do. Better wrap this shit up so I can go back. Actually, I gotta work on photos. Fucking yeah, because I, I went into the dark zone at level 15, which was fine. We just stayed in the, the southernmost region, which has the lighter enemy. Alright, so that was our little division sidetrack. What else have you <laughs> been playing, Carrie? Well, last night I played The Guest. Started and finished that. And it's a first-person adventure, kind of like Gone Home, where it's one of those, you're stuck in a room, you have all these puzzles to solve, you may not be able to figure out how to do this one, but you get to a different room, you'll figure it out, like, oh, I need that to do this, and no. It's one of those, and uh, it took me about three hours, and all the puzzles I'd say were fair, except for one that I just could not figure out, I finally went to the internet, and I still don't understand the solution. I've gone to forums and they're like, what's well, like this? And people are like, oh yeah, I get that. Everyone's, or everyone else like, yeah, no, that's reaching. <laughs> we, we don't get it. Um, and it did not end how I expected it would. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give it that, but it's kind of depressing as shit. And don't expect a real um, explanation. I mean, right now it's on sale for $7.99, which is not bad for a you know, four, hour, four hour game. But uh, my friend Jen did not like it. <laughs> she texted me this morning and was like, well, some pretentious crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pretentious. So I don't feel that strongly about it. But I did uh, send a message to my uh, community manager friend who told me I needed to play this. And I was like, what? It's like, I have a serious question to ask you. What the fuck depressing shit did you send me to? <laughs> the guest. Some depressing guest. shit. That's the box quote right there from Action Trip. I mean, it's well, the way it starts out is that you're this professor who's been called to speak at some conference, and you're in a hotel, but you wake up at four in the morning and realize this is not a hotel room, and you've been kidnapped, and you have to figure out how to escape. Okay, then. Mm -hmm. So again, the box quote from Action Trip. The guest, some depressing shit. I'm not putting that in my review. Ten out of ten. <laughs> no. <laughs> 11 out of 10. Because it's so good. No. So, three hours. No, I've already been crucified for my 9.1 on the division. Oh, well, you know, well. whatever. It's the internet. They, whatever. So, what is the game retail for when it's not on sale? It's on uh, 9.99. Okay. It's not bad. Uh, three hours, 10 bucks. I've done worse. Don't I mean, worry. Gone Home was 15, and it took me two hours to beat it. So, you know, if you're going to go that route. And I'd say this is better than Gone Home. Yeah, I said it. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. here, comes, here comes all the negative comments. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, anyway, anything else you've been playing, Carrie? No, not yet. Oh, great. Well, let's see. Besides uh, The Division, I'm still playing Grim Dawn. I'm actually... I'm on the fence. It's better than Path of Exile for me. Uh, Path of Exile is still a little clunky, but uh, Grim Dawn. So I finally beat the game. And I want to say it took me 30-ish uh, hours to beat the game. The end mm -hmm. boss was a really weird cephalopod thing. I don't even know. I'm actually trying to listen to the story this time so I can figure out what the fuck I just fought. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so now I'm playing on Elite. So after you beat the game, uh, it's like a new game plus. Yeah, it's like a new game plus. So like Diablo, as you beat playing the game, on the Inferno difficulty. As you beat the game, it unlocks harder difficulty. So now I'm playing on Elite, and uh, the first thing that I noticed is that I went into Elite. I think I was level forty-four or something like that. And it was I was way under level. So the nice thing about Grim Dawn is that you can actually revert back. So I went. Like your character, I just, I was like, I'm going to go back and play on the easier level and finish up because I had some quests. 
that mm -hmm. I didn't finish. And I, was, I was wondering, well, now that I've started this game, is it going to, if I go back to an easier difficulty, is it going to put me back where I just started the new game or is it going to load up my other game? The nice thing about Grim Dawn is that if you go back to an easier difficulty, it reverts you back to what you were doing before. So when I went back to the easier difficulty, all my quests that okay. I hadn't finished were still there. And I was like, oh, well, let's go finish these off now. So that was really cool. I was like, oh, that's, that's a really fucking handy feature. Mm -hmm. Way to go, guys. So I finished that off. I got up to, I think I was like 48 when I finally finished all that off. Wimp into the Elite again. Started having a little bit easier time. But now I'm starting to find where the game is starting to falter. And that is, you'll be cruising along, killing all these mobs. They're all about the level that you're at, you know, for where you're mm -hmm. working with the story. And then all of a sudden you get a mob that's 10 levels higher than you. Just thrown in there randomly. And it, you die. And then you have to do it. So th the fun thing about this one is that you have to do a corpse run if you want the experience back. You don't lose your gear. Uh, no. no, no, no. You don't lose the gear. You just lose a, a chunk of XP. So it's not terrible. Like, if you don't want to do the corpse run, you don't have to. It's, you're, the most you're doing is losing... Uh, at this point, I'm losing about 4,000 XP, which is, I don't know, 10 minutes worth of work. So it's not terrible. But I, there's still that whole, like, I got to go back and get my little, my little tombstone. I have to click on it so I can get that XP back. But I'm starting to find that that part is really frustrating because you'll be roaming along. Every once in a while, you'll find a bunch of green enemies. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's just nuke the shit out of these people. And then you got your normal standard guys. And then just out of nowhere, here is somebody 10 levels above you that just rocks your world, just destroys you. And it just that part gets frustrating. But apparently I'm a masochist in this aspect because I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't fucking fuck up Vlad the Heartless. Oh, oh, to hell with you. Uh, the other aspect is, is like this time I've been trying to do different choices on some of those, uh, some of the characters that you meet early in the mm -hmm. game. Uh, so last time, uh, there was, um, there's, there's two people, there's a, a little party that were traveling together and you find one partner and he's like dying. And then there's a second partner that you find up a little bit later. So the first time I was like, I talked to him and he's like, oh, well that guy was a jerk. And I was like, yeah, he was a jerk. Just let him die. Just keep, just we'll let him die. This time, when I found the second partner, I was like, no, you're a dick. I'm going to kill you. Well, what ends up happening is that that partner, if you actually talk to them, you let him know that you're on your way to go find, uh, to kill uh, the warden of a prison. And he says, oh, well, here's a trick. Here's a tip. After you kill him, if you go into his bedroom, there's a door behind his bed that you can go into and find this crystal. If you kill the guy and don't have that conversation... You cannot actually get to that uh, little secret oh, hidden yeah. area. So I was like, oh, wow. Uh, the first time I played, I also killed the chef, the town chef. Uh, this time he's alive. He doesn't sell you anything. So I don't, I was hoping that like you would actually get like some yeah. potions or something. Yeah, for but apparently he's just there for the XP. He's just like, hey, thanks for saving me. I was like, yeah, thanks for the money that I forced out of you for saving you. But uh, so those choices actually do actually they do, do matter. They do play a little bit. Um, if you're hoping for the procedurally generated uh, maps, that's not going to happen. The maps, as far as I've been able to tell, are all the exact same because there are places where you have to blow up bridges so that way you can get I'm really okay with not having procedurally generated all the yeah, time. Yeah, it makes it really easy so that way you know where um, where to find things. The other thing was is that there's that devotion system. I don't know if I really talked to, too much in depth about that, but it's. It's kind of like adding skills. So, you know, your pets do 10% more damage. You take, you know, 30% less acid damage. Well, you get those all from uh, shrines. So you either have to offer stuff up to the shrines or you have to cleanse them, which is then a whole bunch of mobs come at you. And uh, those shrines are all in the exact same places. So mm -hmm. even though I cleaned them up, even though, like, I cleansed them or I made my sacrifices, whatever, in the easier version, they're still there. And now I get to clean them again. So I'm working my way to getting my 50 uh, devotion points. So my guess is that it's they like you can find all the shrines pretty easily, but it's definitely there. So that way you have to play through. There's three difficulties. There's the normal with the veteran modifier. There's mm -hmm. elite, and then there's like fuck you in the ass hard. So, uh, yeah. But uh, other than that whole the weird difficulty spike that they have going on right now, where it's just we're gonna throw stuff in there, and I get it. I'm. I think I'm like 51 now, so I'm still building my character. I'm still finding weapons and all that other jazz. And they do a great job because they're like, 
Oh, by the way, here's this really cool weapon. We're going to drop it for you. Oh, but you need three levels. So then it sits mm. in my inventory, and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'm going to use that bitch. I'm going to get it. But, uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I really like, you know, I really like the character building. I, I really love the dual classing. I think that's, that adds a whole lot of replay value mm -hmm. into it because I, right, you know, right. now I want to see what other builds I can come up with. The devotion system is kind of cool. Uh, the non-random maps is really nice because I'm starting to learn where things are, so that part's pretty good. So it's, what was it, 20 bucks? I think it is on Steam? So mm -hmm. it's that, to me, I'm already hitting that point where I'm like a dollar an hour. I'm yeah, already, yeah. I'm already past that, so. It, I, it's still my wish list because I'm just going to wait for a Steam sale. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you'd like the ARPGs, if you, you know, if you like the, if you'd like the Diablos, you like Path of Exile, you know, this is going to be a great one for you because it's a lot of fun. So that's what I've been playing. I played that all last week when I was in Nebraska. So yay, Steam. Thank you, Steam, for your Steam Cloud Sync, too. That was lovely. <sighs> but anyway, that's what all I've been playing. All praise to Steam. Uh, all hail the Newell. the great Gaben. All hail Newell. And with that, Carrie, why don't you take us home? Yes. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to see more of these wonderful videos. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on uh, on iTunes as soon as Android, as soon as Google Play opens up their, their podcast store. We will be on there as well. You can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Crunchy Chocobo. Chris is at Starvin. And the site is at Strategy Reviews. We are also on Instagram. I started a brand new conversation with some guy on Instagram the other day. And then he ended up finding our videos and... So, hey, so we are on Instagram, too, at Strategy Guide Reviews. And uh, not on Pinterest, haven't made that decision yet, but you can pretty much find us on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, and our site, strategyguidereviews.com, which, of course, we ask that you read as often as we post. And, hey, if you missed all that, it's right down here. <gasps> We're all like grown-ups and shit. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> And with that, once again, we remind you, don't be a dick on the internet. Don't do it. If you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about going keyboard crusader, thank you, Carrie, for that. If you're thinking about doing that, just stop. Just walk away. Smash your keyboard if you have to. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't smash your keyboard. But walk away. Just don't be a dick on the internet. And with that, we're out. Peace.